Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When selling a house, if a death occurred within three years of the house going on the market, the seller is required to inform potential buyers of the death. This little requirement wasn't necessary in my case. Everyone within a 50 mile radius seemed to know about Victoria Taylor. It was a tragic story. She had given birth to a bouncing baby boy whose father no one seemed to know. The baby passed away just a few months later and Victoria took her own life a year after that. That much was known to be true. What was unknown were the circumstances surrounding the incidents. How the baby died. Some said accident. Some said illness. Some said murder. How Victoria killed herself. And what happened in between. The popular rumor was that Victoria, in her grief-stricken psychosis, began buying dolls to replace her dearly departed son. The doll would then suffer the same fate as the real baby in her mind and she would bury it and move on to another. People, mostly teenagers, made it a Halloween tradition to search for the doll graveyard. They searched the backyard and the woods behind it, but nothing was found in the six years that the house was empty. I was confident that the house that I had bought for my family and me had nothing strange in its history but two tragic deaths. The first few months living in the Teller house were uneventful. I had to occasionally shoo away curious locals that weren't aware that a house was no longer empty, but I found no ghost or satanic symbols or anything of the like. It seemed that it was just a house, one that I got a huge discount on because of what happened there and the bad juju it was rumored to have acquired because of it. By the time the Christmas season rolled around, I had pretty much forgotten about Victoria Teller. It was the first year that my son, Caleb, was really aware of anything other than presents. We lined the roof and the windows with lights, hung a wreath on the door, and put some standing decorations on the lawn. We bought and decorated a tree big enough to fit a toy store underneath, which was appropriate because of how many presents Santa was going to bring Caleb that year. He was getting more excited each day especially since we had been dropping some pretty big hints that he was getting a puppy. My family was the happiest it had ever been until a week before Christmas. My wife had been wrapping presents as we bought them so that we didn't have to stay up all night on Christmas Eve like we had in the previous years. She had opened the door to the closet that held the presents to find the wrapping paper torn to shreds. Her first thought was that Caleb had gotten into them, but I doubted that he would be able to contain his excitement if he had. It looked almost as if some sort of rodents had shredded the paper, but the boxes weren't damaged at all. We brushed it off as a mystery and moved the presents to the attic after rewrapping them. 
I occasionally heard some shuffling from inside that closet, but I never saw whatever critter had caused it. I figured I would call in an exterminator after Christmas to check inside the walls. Soon, things started to get really strange. I walked into the bathroom to find dirty clothes scattered around the room and a hamper on its side. My wife found the refrigerator door hanging open with food torn up and thrown on the floor. Caleb was distraught one morning when he woke up to find all of his toys that he had carefully placed in his toy box the night before had been thrown all around his room while he slept. All this and the noises in the wall were becoming more frequent and were heard everywhere in the house. My superstitious wife was becoming scared that the local urban legend was true, that Victoria Teller still haunted the house. She reasoned that the spirit was becoming more active because we were so happily preparing for the holiday with our son, something she never got to do. I laughed at her theory. Now I wish I never had. Christmas Eve, my wife and I put Calla to bed. We had to return to his room several times to tell him that if he didn't go to sleep, Santa wouldn't bring him anything. When I was convinced that he was finally going to stay in his bedroom, I picked the puppy up from my mother's house and brought it home. We hadn't named him yet, but he was a golden retriever puppy that was as energetic as he was soft and fluffy. After playing with him for a while, we put him to bed in his crate, ate the cookies Caleb left for Santa, and turned in for the night. I was jerked from my slumber by a blood-curdling scream. My wife and I followed our son's cries for help in the living room. Caleb had snuck out of bed and found the puppy. Instead of the happy fluff ball that we had left by the tree, he found a mangled metal crate filled and surrounded by fur, blood, and chunks of discarded meat. My wife took Caleb into another room to console him while I checked for intruders and signs of a break-in. I found nothing, so I returned to the living room and began cleaning up the mess. I was kneeling on the floor, convincing myself that there was a silver lining in the fact that we had hardwood floors instead of carpet, when I heard a tinkling noise come from the tree. I turned my head just in time to see a pair of big blue eyes staring at me from the branches. I jumped to my feet and backed up a few paces just as the first doll dropped from the tree. It was followed by three others. There were those delicate porcelain dolls wearing what were probably pretty little dresses at one time. I couldn't tell because the dresses were covered in dirt and blood. I watched with a mixture of terror and disbelief as all four dolls slowly rose from the ground and started towards me. The screams of my wife and son snapped me out of my horrified trance. The dolls' heads turned as I ran from the room to find my family. I raced up the stairs to my bedroom where I found my wife standing on our bed with Caleb in their arms. Dozens of porcelain dolls varying in states of damage and filth were standing on the floor surrounding the bed. They were making their way towards my loved ones with their tiny arms stretched out, reaching for the woman and child who were desperately trying to stay away. I started kicking our little demons out of the way as I hurried to the rescue of my wife and child. I didn't think a bunch of fucking dolls would be so hard to push through, but I was wrong. For every one that I kicked away, four more came at me. They grabbed and pulled and thrashed and bit, and I found myself moving away from the bed instead of towards it. After noticing that most of the dolls had directed their attention to me, I yelled for my wife to run. 
I hope that I served as enough of the distraction for the demon toys that her and Caleb could get away unharmed. The dolls that were still trying to reach them were clinging to the sides of the bed, climbing with delicate little hands. My wife jumped off the bed, stumbled and fell. Caleb's head hit the floor, and the resulting cries caught the attention of the many dolls I was desperately trying to fight off and keep away. My wife tried to right herself and gather our son before the wave of small monsters got to them, but she was too slow. I watched as the dolls quickly swarmed Caleb and began tearing at his flesh. My wife started trying to get them away, but they turned on her when Caleb stopped thrashing. I made my way to them just as my wife stopped fighting. I saw the despair in her eyes as a doll with black hair and a grey tattered dress bit a chunk from her throat. The creatures moved so fast, there were so many of them, we didn't stand a chance. I don't know how long I stood in my bedroom, watching a horde of dolls ripping apart the two people I loved the most in the world. Before I realized that I was no longer being attacked, every porcelain creature was crowded around what was left of my wife and son, feasting on them. I've regretted what I did next every day since. I ran. I bounded down the steps as fast as my feet would carry me. I reached the front door when I heard a woman's voice come from the second floor. That's right, my children. Fill those bellies so you can grow big and strong. I shut the door behind me and fell down the steps on the front porch. After vomiting up the cookies I had eaten earlier that night, I turned to look at the house. Peeking out of the window, illuminated by the colorful Christmas lights, was a gaunt woman wearing a tattered black dress. She smiled through a veil of stringy hair as a doll climbed up on the front of her dress and into her arms, then closed the curtain. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 